0: Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Blooming Out. One of the longest-running radio programs dedicated to bringing you information and commentary on news, personalities, and life from an LGBTIQ perspective. I'm Melanie Davis.
1: I'm Justin Robertson.
0: I'm Ireland Meacham.
1: And I'm Lucas Fisher.
0: Yay, the gang's back together! Yay! Everybody sounded so excited.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just constantly at a state of, like, 50% energy, I feel like, these days. Mm -hmm. So...
0: 50?
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: That's a lot.
2: Yeah, you're right.
0: I'm doing pretty well. (laughs) They're not on their sofa all the time.
3: Yeah, like me.
0: (laughs) That's because I don't have a sofa.
3: (laughs) I just lay in
2: bed all day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're still working, right, Ireland? What? You're still working, aren't you?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The radio stations and everything?
2: in bed yeah for yep the podcast production company yeah just from my apartment though so it's really nice i feel so lucky to have that job it's really been great
1: when was the last time you left your apartment
2: today so i yesterday and today i actually got out and walked around a little bit which was crazy and wild and and nice because yesterday i actually went into a thrift store for the first time since before the pandemic because like things are open open now kind of kind of sort of open um and it was really good fun because i don't know it, you miss like the little things like being able to go into a store and just look around you know or like i don't know going get coffee or something i don't know
1: just explore places and, and exploring,
2: exploring. Exactly. exactly
1: it must be very frustrating in a place like new york that is so lively yeah. and where you
2: just that's yeah
1: from energy and there are so many things to do there
2: I know. It feels kind of weird staying in my apartment all the, all the time because there's, like, so much activity going on, go, going on, like, outside my apartment and, like, in the city around me. And I can
0: hear all of it, but I'm, like,
2: have to stay inside. It's it's a weird feeling. I don't know.
0: Do you need a respirator or, like, you know, a super, super duper filter gas mask sort of thing? or?
2: Nah, I'm good. Okay. I think, I think um, I'm able to, like, go get tested, so I think I'm going to get that... Go and get my test done soon awesome um just for peace of mind there's
0: um there are a couple places here in town that do the testing, and yeah, one of them switched from you can do walk ups to now you have to schedule, and it's like a week and a half out mm. then in Nashville um at the music center, they have testing, so yeah, but it's a little bit faster there, I think <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, I got my test. I know there are a
2: lot of testing centers like around uh, New York, Brooklyn especially.
0: Well, there should be. Yeah. You gotta catch it early there. Definitely. Get yourself tested. I will. Everybody get tested. (laughs) And then just wear body condoms.
2: Body
1: condoms.
0: (laughs) What if that was a thing?
2: Entire body
0: now i have
1: to might hit. be pretty soon I
2: it's called a what are those things called the all one color suits you can wear morph suit have you heard of those
0: <laughs> condoms.
2: morph suits
0: yeah full body condoms. <laughs> i need that well and we do need that um because <laughs> there's nothing to talk about this week without all of the um rioting and looting going on in bloomington
3: yeah it's i've had to board up my house and you know all these riders. right uh my neighbor's house got burned to the ground again um again
0: they just put what? that back up
3: yeah and uh all the stealing like uh my car got stolen really yeah uh from right outside of my house they I uh
0: i told kelly yeah. to return that before you woke up
3: yeah. Plus, there's all these kids with bazookas running around. I don't... Where do don't you know.
0: get bazooka bullets? Online. Is that Amazon? Amazon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Amazon. <laughs> Where else? Are we allowed to, to falsely report things? I sort of think that's funny.
0: We, we can. Um, I don't know how great that would be, but we can... Uh... We can pretty much say what we want as long as it's not obscene or creates a riot. So, uh,
3: how will we know that it creates a riot until after we've said it, though?
0: It's inciting a riot. So don't like <laughs> call for people to go out and buy bazooka bullets and riot. And they're not called bullets, I don't think, but because don't bazookas. Want yeah, I don't.
3: Them. Yeah, rocket. I, yeah,
0: rockets. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sorry. Oh, there is actual news this week in the LGBT sphere. Some of it's even local, which is um, not the greatest news, being what it is, but uh, but it's there. And that's nice for a change. Um, I don't know. What, what do we want to talk about first? Because... A lot of it has to do with violence and death. Um, um, the. God. Uh,
2: second article you sent, maybe?
0: Oh, geez, which one did I put it in order? Uh,
2: the, meet the gay man who won America her independence.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's so not about death, we, right? Well, we kind of skipped the Fourth of July. We like completely missed the whole holiday um and maybe justly so uh where the nation is right now a lot of people are feeling that this isn't their country um even though it should be and this includes people on uh, multiple sides of the racism issue which i can't believe that there are sides to that but i know um so yeah this this popped up and there's was it last year? Casimir Pulaski. Uh, they were testing the remains, and Casimir uh, Pulaski was possibly either trans or intersex. They think, uh, based on uh, DNA and bones. So that was interesting. Casimir Pulaski, for those of you who don't know, uh, was a Revolutionary War hero for America. There's tons of stuff named after. Uh, him and um and that's really cool. So adding to that is this thing that's been floating around and it has to do with Baron Friedrich Wilhelm von Stuben. Uh such <laughs> a name. Great name, I know.
1: Any gamer would envy that one.
0: That is uh is so fun to say. <laughs> A, I like German as a language. It, it's it's very interesting. It's got these great vowels and consonant combinations. It's got a couple extra vowels with the umlauts and all that. Um, yeah, but when all they, I'm
1: words, sorry? When all those words or phrases run together to one word, it gets oh. very difficult to read.
0: Yeah, they combine things to make other words for other things, like bat yeah. is a simple word, right? Right. But... For them, they can't create a word that is like bat. They have to describe the creature. Uh, sort of
1: like winged flying mouse thing. Well, it
0: is. The flader mouse.
1: Flader mouse, right. It's and flying mouse. You're flying right. Mouse.
0: Um, but it's also, German's got my favorite word in that I've ever heard, and that's zwilf. That? It means 12. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, just the way it's just sounds fun anyway, so von stuben uh was you know America was young uh they're a colony of of England um well, I mean, America wasn't even America, but the colonies were young, and it's not like they had their own army set up already, so they had to cobble together all these uh, forces and They got george washington he was kind of like the best of the best for the colonies but they really needed somebody to do uh training of forces right they needed somebody to set up all of this and so uh they sent off to europe and uh we had diplomats already over there representatives including uh the father one of the founding fathers of america and france um benjamin franklin Uh, definitely a founding father being all the stupping, speaking of German, he was doing all over the place. Um, and I mean, you look at a photo of him and you're like, really good for him. Uh, but there was, there was a whole lot of fathering going on. And while he was over in France, um, he was hearing, you know, talks about this, this Prussian, uh, Fellow, and that's von Steuben. Um, they called him a, a brilliant Prussian, uh, and <laughs> so they entreated him for his help, and uh, and you know went to him, and he uh, eventually agreed. So this was great, except uh, there were a whole lot of rumors flying around about him, right? Uh, That uh, he'd taken familiarities with young boys, which was common for anybody who is gay uh, and still is, you know, the whole um, pederasty accusations. Uh, But von Stuben was gay, and uh, it was said he was... Also widely rumored to be homosexual. Well, uh, Frederick Ruth the Great was. So his ties with, with these famous people who were uh, also rumored to be homosexual uh, f- fueled a whole bunch of homophobia around him. Um, he just didn't have any of that in the United States yet. Um, anyway, he's brought over and... I'm sorry, I skipped a whole part of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys read it right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did so? The thing. I I I was trying to give a, a basis for it and then move on. And please cut this out because uh, I was skipping over because I'd already forgotten the middle part of this, um, and that was the his his connections with these great people, but also these rumors following him and. You know, and they were going around, going on about these other famous people, right? And um, uh, the arrest, the attempted arrest, or the the one they attempted, uh, that he kind of escaped. That was a big part. I forgot about that. Does anybody else want to talk? Because I'm, I'm falling all over my words.
1: The only thing is, is you didn't talk about his underwear party.
0: <laughs> the origin of the white party?
1: <laughs> well, apparently he would have parties at his house Where people weren't allowed to wear their breeches
0: Well, no, but that was common at the time
1: Well, according to this article, he was the first one to do it <laughs> is,
2: Wait, is, they weren't allowed to wear it?
1: They weren't allowed to wear their breeches Meaning they were in their underwear or nothing at all I
0: would It was hot it was it was warm. He said
2: he was he's like those people that ask you to take your shoes off when you come to their house with with pants.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like
2: welcome, welcome. Um take off your pants.
1: We are a pantless house. Please put your
2: pants. Pantless house. We have a pants rack near the door.
1: <laughs> Here's the pant rack. <laughs> welcome.
2: A mud room but for pants. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Actually, in the hippie commune I grew up in, that was exactly <laughs> what it was. Like. <laughs> if you wore clothes, you were considered a prude.
0: Thank you for being the one that brought that up. Uh, oh, thank you for that because you were uniquely suited for for talking about that. So.
1: Yeah, well, that's what struck me most about this story, to tell you the truth.
0: Well, I mean...
1: That's not true. I thought it was a very interesting story, and I had forgotten that I had read about him before, but he isn't well-known enough.
0: I'd heard his name, you know, in learning history, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I didn't know, I didn't hear anything in, you know, LGBT history about him, which is...
1: But you know, I think that Strange. part of the situation is is you know, can we validly claim him? Because I don't know that there was any historical, um, what proof about it. I think it's more of an assumption because, and it's probably an accurate one, but I think that a lot of history has whitewashed it. Yeah,
0: well, a lot out it. can we claim, um, uh, Alexander the Great? Can we claim?
1: yes i think so i think i think i don't know i mean i don't know what i'm talking about
2: abraham lincoln right yeah i was just about to say
1: we i don't know that we can i would like to but the fact is is things were different we can't see the past through our contemporary eyes you know
0: right just
1: yeah and didn't mean anything people slept in the same bed with people all the time
0: true um But at the same time, we can look back with our our understanding, our cultural Mm -hmm. uh, definitions that we have today and say and reanalyze the situation because it would be impossible, nearly impossible to be LGBT in in those spaces in those times.
1: That's exactly mm-hmm. right. I agree with that a hundred percent. And I also think when you do not look at things through a heteronormative lens, you start to see things, you know. And there's been all these stories about all these, uh, you know, incredible w- women from the past, like old movie stars, like Judy Garland or whatever. And, oh, what a sad life she had. Never had any love or whatever. Well, she had <laughs> female lovers, you know. I mean, but it wasn't yeah. it was about.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: oh, so, yeah.
0: That's exactly, that's exactly it. There's, you know, it, and it goes down to, you know, your great uncle who never got married. He was a confirmed bachelor. Right. Or your, your spinster aunt. Right. Um, who had the roommate for 50 years, you or, know. Oh yeah, I had one of those.
1: Yeah. Well, did I had
2: that had a roommate for 30 years? Yeah. yeah.
1: I had the uncle with the, the roommate Marshall and, you okay. know, they're in their sixties and seventies and yeah. Oh, yeah. They were obviously a couple and they were so sweet and everybody knew it but you didn't come out and say that you had to use euphemisms,
0: and that's the problem you know Mm -hmm. Um, so you've got the rumor mills that fly about people like this and you've got people like this I mean uh, people who who history records as uh, uh, sometimes they don't have any great things to drown out the accusations that were made about them. Um, So they have these very patriarchal, very uh, heteronormative, um, cisnormative paradigms that they live in and they are seen as, they are painted as uh, uh, odd ducks at the very nicest term, or they're I mean,
2: some, think of like Alan Turing, the guy who like basically yes. invented computers. Yes. Who was I was you know had to be closeted his whole life, and then was literally killed for being get or not killed outright, but he was forced
0: um, to forced to right.
1: Yeah, I, I would um, say he was killed outright.
0: Yeah. Well, and there you go with revisionism, right? Well, no, he killed mm-hmm. himself. Well. So did over fifty percent of trans folk is what the uh, Mm -hmm. um, numbers were back in the '90s that we were talking about, and
2: and he killed himself after being forced by the government as a punishment for quote unquote sodomy to chemically castrate himself, yeah, um, which led to his suicide. So yeah, yeah. So it's cruel,
1: unusual punishment. Know. Yeah, so as, as we well know, as we keep having to see when people can't be their authentic, natural selves, who they really are.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is exactly why teaching LGBT history is important. And and yeah, you brought up, you know, this, this well, can we actually call them or claim them? Um,
1: well, I'm bringing that up as a discussion, and I feel that, that I can't doubt that he probably was. I mean, you know, I, I'm just, yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, it's, you're bringing up something very valid about, you know, how do you approach something that can be considered revisionism? Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I mean, we analyze evidence from the past all the time. And it's (laughs) just look at the people who pull out the Bible for the reasons that they do the things they do. The Bible was, parts of the Bible were written six and a half thousand years ago by people who had no concept of anything that we're going through today. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was relatable to their lives probably a whole lot more than it is to ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have to apply uh, a different lens to most religions' uh, teachings in order to uh, make it relevant in this world. And, and to understand things that they were going through that we don't go through anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I think it's valid to, to reanalyze these people and to, uh, to try to reconstruct who they were
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what made them, uh, what made them tick. And, yeah, and it's also really important to, for understanding ourselves and how we got here yeah
1: i completely agree 100 percent. i just mm-hmm. think sometimes we have to put the um you know we have to use some critical thinking and put things sometimes in context and think about a past and you know the, the past isn't exactly like today but some things do seem even more evident uh by our modern lens right. but we have to have to take perspective it. that also maybe that's not correct
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: as a possibility
0: yeah, it's
2: definitely important because often what happens is like, like take non-binary identity, for example, people always say like, oh, that's like a new thing. It's, you know, just in the past couple of years, everyone wants to be non-binary now and like, you know, all that BS. And there, I mean, non-binary people have existed forever. I mean, non-binary bodies exist, intersex people exist, like-
1: right and always have
2: they always have two-spirit identity exists and has for thousands and thousands of years like it's part of our history and that's where like revisionism is a problem is where it you know gets whitewashed and like all that information gets taken out of the narrative because then you know
0: well then we have these moments like now where we're rediscovering it and yeah it does seem new and yeah it does seem like it's come out of nowhere and it's all of a sudden popular quote unquote um, yeah.
2: No, it's just like, we have the language now. So yeah. people are like, Oh, that, that fits me. You know, it's like, if you don't have the language, no one's going to come out, you know, as that. Yeah. <laughs> and now we are able to talk about it and people know what it is. So. We didn't even know it was
0: an option. Right. Right. We're living in a par- We're living in a world where there's, there's just, you know, a binary.
1: In recent yeah. history for sure. Um, but you know, there have been other cultures that have, really valued that aspect of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember learning about that in anthropology classes in college and I was just Mm -hmm. fascinated and I was like, why isn't there more information on this? Um, They did teach it briefly, but you know, I I think in later years it just got washed and it wasn't part of, you know, the story of the indigenous population.
0: Out West you had um, Native Americans who came into contact with uh, french traders and missionaries and uh there was a term that was used birdash right it's not Mm -hmm. a native american word for any tribes it's french and it uh means a, a male prostitute and that was a value judgment placed upon what the french were seeing um from their own context right right so they labeled people like that it had a certain connotation it elicited uh, certain reactions in people and um it became you know a slur back then um Mm -hmm. it in recent times it was people have tried to reclaim it um but you know we have two-spirit which is also a modern term uh based on an older one um where people have uh, people of Native American ancestry have embraced that um, mm-hmm. as as being more valid. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there have been tons of winkte was a, a another a term, and I can't remember what language group that was from. Um, but winkte was a, a native term for, and they each had specific meanings too. So it wouldn't just be like one thing. Like you wouldn't just say like. Um that's trans person wink they were a, a certain type of um uh, gender nonconforming folk um and they had different ones for for uh people who expressed themselves differently and identified differently and it it was very rich um at one time but mm-hmm. uh just like everything else, the language got colonized and exactly. And you know, European prejudices kind of wiped out even the identity of the people who were, <laughs> who were, yeah, still within their tribes, you know. And then the
2: Europeans wrote the history books, yeah. And here we are, <laughs> yeah,
0: <Yay. laughs> <laughs> well, uh, trying to rewrite it, right? Yeah,
3: to- yeah, turns out a lot of these things have existed for a long time. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know,
0: I, I white love, supremacy. I love reading the stories, though, because there are extant stories uh, from people who, who went through and, and, you know, wrote down their observations of the people that they met as they were colonizing. And, um, and so you get these little vignettes of how life was and the different LGBT folk. And you have... Uh, women warriors who took wives and um didn 't necessarily live as men always uh different people had expressed themselves differently but they were leading a uh, they were leading a life and the roles within the gender norm for uh say a man of that tribe um but they uh were living true to themselves you know and what they wanted Mm -hmm. to do so uh how do we identify those people maybe we can't put them into our terms because we don't have that same sort of uh, framework right Right. absolutely so we have to just accept what they have there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and describe how they lived and say you know these are still our brothers and sisters and and siblings in and that's another thing when, <laughs> um, we got brothers and sisters, but we also should maybe switch the language and say our siblings and, um, in mm-hmm. the past and in other cultures, and we can still honor them. Um, <clears throat> and no, I do not want to subscribe to your newsletter. Sorry, uh this big huge ad popped up <laughs> uh so speaking of revising there's also a revision of people uh one of the things that popped up this week was instagram banning all content promoting lgbt conversion therapy which i think Great. hey yeah Yay. good for
1: them. i mean that's already been proven to be harmful so I- you know, I, I think it's wonderful that they've taken that stand And have yeah. it, you know, just sort of like Been like, oh, well, free speech We can say whatever we want, you know They've realized that they have a responsibility Not to propagate that BS mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard time not cussing today
0: Well, me too <laughs> Yeah,
3: Yes.
1: Yeah, same I guess probably every day, but today Yeah, I, I want to
0: I will write down the time stamp for For the curses
3: <laughs> yeah don't it's okay,
1: oh, that's right. we can beep now,
3: we can beep, we're good at that. We had a lot of beeps last week
1: <laughs> a lot of bleep, bleeps bleeps yeah. did you when it was you two
0: yeah there there were a few
3: there were there were a couple <laughs> mostly because I feel like you know I was just ranting the whole time, and well, thanks
1: for doing the show last week. I think that yeah an really important show.
3: We had fun. Yeah. And we had speeches from the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So it was
2: good. good stuff.
0: That's yeah, it was, great. Yeah. I uh, they there are other um radio state or radio programs that cover news issues uh relative to to Bloomington. Um and and they covered everything extensively they still are and that's that's awesome um i think it was necessary for you know everybody to come together in in solidarity and and decry the racism and um just the general bigotry if you read all of their all of these responses to these stories just these these people are they're not just racist they are bigots of of equal, uh, opportunity. Um, and we need to fight them just as strongly as, as if these were our LGBT siblings as well. So. Yep.
1: Absolutely.
3: Um, yeah. We're mad.
0: Everybody is. And it needs to come to a resolution because we're always going to be mad forever. Um, and I'm not going to cover that because it's going to make me even more mad. So I'm going to skip over to these, which only make me really more mad. Uh, so the, the two news stories out of Indianapolis. Um, you know, last year we had the problems with the uh, Catholic Archdiocese controlled uh, of Indianapolis controlled schools uh, firing teachers. And it now is moved to, (laughs) uh, Lutheran school, uh, high school, and they fired an athletic trainer. Um, she's, she'd been there for what, six years, but, uh, Crystal Brazel, she was, a. she wasn't even a teacher. She wasn't there all the time. She was just there to be an athletic trainer. She was there for five years. And, um, she was told that she wasn't going to be able to come back to work. She was called into a meeting and they showed her, um, the, the, basically the rule book and said, you know, can you follow the, the part about not, um, not being homosexual? And, uh, she said, no, and she was getting ready to, to marry her. Or she is getting ready to marry her. Um,
1: she was going to get, she, she said, get And, isn't that what happened last year too
0: yeah and you would think that these people would talk to each other or follow the news but it's over the same thing
1: it it is over the same thing but it's a religious school and i'm not i want to be clear i'm not defending any of this i'm just saying that this is an issue right so what do we do about that because apparently religious schools can make these rules legally Mm -hmm. And as we know, in Indiana, LGBTQ people don't have any rights, not for housing discrimination, not for employment discrimination, not for hate crimes, uh, not for school anti-bullying. And, you know, you can be discriminated against and fired legally in Indiana. I don't really understand how that works with the uh, Supreme Court's decision.
0: I don't think anybody does right now. That's why this is kind of okay, a, is that, yeah. an important case. I know that, that religious-based schools and organizations, there has been the push, of course, for the past ever, trying yeah. to get them exempt from all of these uh, employment uh, anti-discriminatory employment uh, um, requirements. But we don't know yet, so this has to be litigated, of course, because nobody knows what anything means unless it's litigated. Uh, And yes, I get that they're a religious school, and they can run according to their religious uh, uh, precepts and, and conscience. But at the same time, you know these are also schools that do get an amount of public funding so is it do they still get to maintain receiving funds if they are going to be discriminator, uh discriminatory in their practices or should they lose funding
1: they should lose funding then i lose mean
0: funding, yeah. i, I lose mean funding.
1: if they are allowed to discriminate legally or whatever, then they shouldn't be receiving funding at all. I mean, there's always the, you know, uh, religion. Why am I blanking on this? State versus religion or state. Yeah. yeah.
2: Church for, church and state.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Ireland. <laughs> Here we go. I couldn't think of the word church, which is probably not a bad thing. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the there
1: should be that separation, and if they're going to be able to be to say we can fire this person because we don't agree with their sexual orientation and we have no consciousness or humanity, um, then they shouldn't receive public funds,
2: yeah. I don't exactly. And-
3: Unless, uh, well, aren't they private institutions anyway? And then that gets into the discussion of private versus public and should the government be funding private
2: yeah that's i definitely have a problem with the government funding like private schools and stuff like that's in all those all these charter schools that like pop up and in like well gentrified neighborhoods and then the public school is still getting like barely any funding
3: yeah that makes me think like is harmony and the the project school or are those like private schools or because no, those are different you to me than public schools. Yeah, they're not
2: like religious institutions either you know yeah i feel
3: like there needs to be like you know you have your religious private schools and you've got your like grassroots sort of institutions and then you have like the charter schools that i mean and then you got public schools sure. there are all these different schools so, I feel yeah.
0: like... it's a private school, and you have to pay for it um exactly,
3: yeah, and it's a lot of money, so I don't understand why they're... they they but... do
0: have scholarships and all that um but yeah they're they're a private school which and if you look at <laughs> they're pretty friendly to a lot of people um they they're uh hippie crunchy um uh, open society
1: uh, they and,
3: value
0: uh, their students' opinions
3: so well, and they have a pay they have a like a pay thing where uh you pay based on your income right
0: uh, well scholarshipy sort of thing plus uh yeah. you can work to uh you're supposed to work in the school anyway that's part of it um but you can also work to help pay tuition fees and stuff um, so it's kind of like volunteerism except. Your kid gets to go there, um, mm. and then the chart or the uh, the project school is is a public charter school. Um, mm-hmm. They get a certain percentage of what a public school would get. They don't get a full mm-hmm. thing, but they are a public school, and they have a a lottery system to get in. Um, they don't charge any kind of enrollment fees or anything like that. So, um, I. I actually like both schools. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I but also there are charter schools uh, in India, especially that are uh, predatory. They yeah. they don't deliver the education that they say they're going to. However, they still take the money.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those type of places. Yeah. Because I think you know if if you're like actively like buying in and, like, contributing to the community of, like, a school, like, Harmony School model, like, that sounds great to me, you know, but it's when the government is giving money to schools that are attended by kids who could afford to pay to go there and, you know, like, yeah. and not giving that money to schools that really need it, I, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Right. Um, so, uh, athletic trainer. She's going to a different school. She's uh, going to be an athletic trainer at New Augusta uh, in Pike Township. So she's got a job still, um, but she's doing her work there. She She's also a Christian, by the way. She wanted kids to understand, you know, that it's okay to be yourself and christian at the same time if you're lgbt mm-hmm. Uh not that she was proselytizing but just being there and uh living her truth was i guess you know just sending the message that we uh love is love and you can you can definitely follow uh christian tenets and still be uh queer um, yeah which is Hopefully, some kids got something out of that. Absolutely. It's
1: just a tragedy that these schools, you know, they just keep saying, oh, we're religious and we don't accept this. Well, change. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Change. Other,
3: come on. Didn't the the Pope say something about, come on. Uh,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Pope
3: even. Didn't the Pope talk? (laughs)
2: Let, Let me
3: do a quick Google search for all of you religious institutions out there still not accepting gay people
1: well the thing is, is i think it's going to be at their own expense if they keep doing this they're not going to be seen as relevant anymore
0: it already is Re- yeah religion uh, is decreasing in the united states at a, a...
1: an amazing rate
0: yeah i mm-hmm. was gonna say alarming but
1: alarming that's um, actually a better word alarming yeah
0: but maybe not too alarming, considering you know the 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 teachings uh that are not going to be taught to people if they're not in church um or wherever they're learning this, whatever religious institution they're in that is teaching hate, so maybe it's not alarming maybe it's uh exciting
1: maybe it's amazing yeah.
0: maybe it's amazing. i know
2: for i mean everyone always talks about like we can't be gay and christian at the same time but it, it there's so many people that are i mean two of my best friends are i mean yeah. one of my my roommate came out as gay and had a really bad experience with church in his past and then found a really accepting like queer centric church and loved it yeah. and yeah. goes all the time now so yeah. this
1: is the thing and i'm not i'm not religious at all but i did go to catholic school growing up um we never even really talked about lgbtq issues at all but i knew so many gay kids there um you know they exist in these institutions absolutely they exist everywhere
2: i know it's like this this mentality of like if we just pretend like it's not a thing it'll go away (laughs) like no (laughs) that's not how it works
1: I, and I I just think it's self-defeating. I don't know why they would do that. And yeah, what's crazy is a lot of the administration and the leaders and the priests and the nuns, they're gay too. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> I, think I mean, conversion therapy. On.
2: you, I mean, there's like an article every like, what? Uh, I mean, so many people who like used to run gay conversion therapy like camps or whatever, like, it's you'll see like an article like this person comes out as gay finally and is sorry for what they've done and renounces all their former and it's like this it's so damaging and like i don't know it's it's so it's such a deep self-hatred that they instill in mm-hmm. people that is so hard to climb out of which is why a lot of people can't go back to it after you know it's,
0: right. it's ptsd but i mean it's ptsd absolutely you um And you can only deny yourself for so long. You know, you can't, uh, you can't bury yourself forever Mm -hmm. um, unless you actually bury yourself. And, and that's why. And don't do that. (laughs) Please don't do that. There's so many other options out there. Good option, no. These options, take it, you know, you might not feel that you have a whole lot, but please look into it. The internet was, I think really instrumental in helping a lot of people find themselves and a community and, uh, and, and it still does. I mean, there's so many people like on Instagram, right. And who are, who are able to find others who, um, who they can identify with and, and realize that they aren't the sick ones. They aren't the ones who are wrong. Who they are is valid and real and beautiful and they can live uh, an authentic life. And for all the ills that might come of the internet, that that alone is worth keeping um, social media and all of that around because so many people I know, young ones, um, have found comfort And, and a place there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, even with those damn filters, I can't, (laughs) (laughs) like, all the Snapchat filters. and like, really just don't like you look great as you are. You don't need to smooth yourself out. So you look like a 1968 star Trek show. Um, (laughs) Facetune stuff, uh all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. I we'll um, have
1: to I have to go. Oh my kid is here to get me.
0: Okay. Well we were just gonna I was just gonna pop in this the second story about the Catholic school, That we could do it without you, even though you're a Catholic school kid.
1: I know. Why do I always miss all the um stories or things that I
0: You got the pantsless story. <laughs> so we we gave you the pantsless story.
1: That's right. So I got to talk about pant pantlessness. Yes. <laughs>
0: Pantsless America. You know
1: a lot about.
0: Pantsless. <laughs> quick so question. I'm glad though. that
1: you got to have an expert In an authority such as myself. Here's truly. And, really.
0: and while we have you here, there's been a burning question my entire life. Oh, what's uh, that? Chaps. What about Are chaps? Or not?
1: Hippies did not wear them.
0: Well, hippies did I wasn't raised by,
1: by cowboys
0: okay all right I well i mean but <laughs>
1: i'll tell you what
0: Hal, halstead street in the uh late 80s the early, early 90s
1: yeah but you heard the story from smooth last time about me on halstead street i was in my nancy vegan yeah. clothes <laughs> i wasn't wearing checks i was wearing cardigans <laughs> and loafers no. i
0: mean you That's, were still trying to yeah. learn about clothes
1: <laughs> i was a young republican um, <laughs> Not really, but that's what my mother called me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For wearing clothes at all, yes.
1: (laughs) Exactly, for wearing clothes. (laughs) The fact that I got them from Izod and Papagallo did not help. But, you know, that was how I rebelled. She rebelled against her parents by not wearing clothes. Yeah. I rebelled against my parents by wearing cardigans. Now I forgot what your <laughs> question was.
0: I was just wanting to know if they were actually pants or not.
1: Oh, if chaps are pants?
0: pants? Yeah. No, they, they,
1: they pants? are not pants.
0: Okay. So you could go to one of the parties and wear chaps.
1: That would be up to your friend, Baron Stuben.
0: Von Stuben. Von
1: Stuben.
0: Von Blitz.
1: You would have to ask him.
2: All right. I'll do that next Can we time. have his number? Can we get him on the phone? Yeah. No,
1: he's dead. <laughs> I get hotline. What
3: he's I
2: been know? dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: hey, What an
0: interesting guy.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, Justin is. Bye. All right. All right. Bye. I miss you. Bye, back. Justin. Bye
1: for having me.
0: See you next week.
1: <laughs> sorry, I'm chaotic. <laughs> Take care.
0: Bye. And then there were three. And then there were three. And now that the Catholic school kid is gone, we can talk about Catholic schools. <laughs> what are you doing?
3: I'm trapped in a box. No. Uh,
0: um, so the Catholic uh, schools in the Indianapolis Archdiocese, uh, which actually I didn't realize is as big as it is. Apparently it's 39... Uh, Indiana counties that it covers um, have made a a new policy um, that regards transgender students basically saying that you have to uh, present in your uh, the sex you were born as and that is
3: Cringe. Moment of cringe.
0: It's, I mean, it's just impossible yeah. for some kids.
3: Impossible. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
2: this is just so. I mean, dangerous. This is dangerous. I mean, it's <sighs> things like this. You know, give those kids who are prone to bully um, the 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 license to do so and to target. These kids children. who are child, literal children who aren't doing anything, like have never done anything wrong, like. And yeah, you're right. Like for not for a lot of trans people, it's impossible to pass as well, either, you know, or like. There's yeah. not great language for that, but like, yeah. It. Awesome. I mean, this is just so blatantly dangerous.
3: I know, and then there. Like, it's just not good for the kid's self-esteem and for the kid's, you know? Right. It's already hard enough, uh, as it is, but to flat out be denied is just bull****.
2: Yeah, I mean, transgenders, teenagers' suicide rate is already, like, Uh-oh. way higher than other uh, demographics of me. teenager.
0: Anyway, so... The Archdiocese has said that you you can't come to school if you're trans. Um, they released a statement. It's one paragraph long. I'll go ahead and read it really quick. Uh, we welcome all students and families with the understanding that the Archdiocese of Indianapolis schools are a ministry of the Catholic Church, and we strive to integrate our faith and the teachings of the Catholic Church in, to, into all aspects of our school culture and curriculum. Some students who attend the Archdiocese schools question their sexual identity, and we recognize that their struggles have a profound effect on their lives. The Archdiocese's goal is always to walk in accompaniment with young people and their families. Such an accompaniment may result in the provision of resources, accommodations, and or other supports in alignment with church teaching. The hope is that we can continue to serve the student and their family. The safety and welfare of each student is a priority. Now that thing is oh. <laughs> so, but much- none of that applies if you're trans, right? Um, be- but of course it does because they don't actually know what the hell they're talking about.
2: hmm
0: They're they're a confusing sexuality with with gender identity. Exactly. They, um, they've got some dog whistles in there. The safety and welfare of each student is a priority. Uh. You know because trans students threaten uh other students apparently just by being there um and it's uh it's just it's it's a disgusting inaccurate Mm -hmm. uh decision and one wonders if they've actually done any research or if they're just you know copying. they haven't how could they not the
2: bible the bible says gays are bad so God. We, can't like, we can't, like, gays in our church. But I've the done Pope all the research is, I need to.
3: <laughs> literally, okay, now it's time for me to talk about the Pope. Because since 2013, the Pope has been talking about how the key is for the church to welcome, not exclude, and show mercy, not condemnation to, well, gay people. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's just gay people.
0: It's just gay people. No! the He had met with some trans folk, um, but apparently he wasn't impressed. So...
3: God. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, God.
0: Um, so here we are. We're back again at with the Catholic di- Archdiocese and, and the Catholic Church in general. Um, progressing a little bit. Kind of like... America, progress a little bit, and then take a few steps back. Um, and I'm sure they're still deeply homophobic as well. I don't think one year has taught them uh, anything, or even listening to the Pope has apparently taught them anything.
3: Yeah, apparently that doesn't matter either. Nothing so, matters.
0: Uh, except one's own bigotry, right? Yeah. Here we are, right back at that. This is um, America. <laughs> great song yeah Um, but there was another thing i wanted to get to that was good news and we'll leave the tidal wave of transgender murders for next week um because that's another topic entirely yeah but uh queer folk and elections um so this past tuesday got uh two trans women who won their elections yay yes uh rosemary ketchum uh won for wheeling city council and um sorry and that was in west virginia and also uh peyton rose michelle won in louisiana i believe uh oh my gosh
2: she's only 22
0: yeah yeah and You know, these are deeply, not just red, but deeply conservative areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for two Democrats uh, to win, you know, there are some areas that are, are still kind of blue or purple. But for trans folk to win in those areas is, um, is amazing to me. Um, but LGBT folk have seen an amazing past, what, 10, 11 months in election history. Uh, we've been doing great well, for two years, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep up the good work, folks. And job. also, you can do it. If you ever thought about running for office, do so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All you have to do is make yard signs. All you have to do.
0: and put yourself out there put yourself out on media that's a tougher one but hey we'll take you on here Um, you know what
3: i bet you could i bet you could swing in a, a, a local election just by having a really good yard sign you guys want to place a bet because i feel like if you just made the right sign that's all people need to know like, it, put some uh, Lisa Frank stickers on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to vote for whoever made that
0: sign.
3: <laughs> uh.
2: Well, I mean, it's true. Like, you know, you you always remember the candidate that's got yard signs in every single yard, you know.
0: Namor- and then that's
2: who you... Yeah, is, it counts. It's everything. So now we
3: just need a symbol that ties us all together. Lisa uh, Frank stickers.
0: Lisa Frank stickers. <laughs>
2: Those are pretty gay, It's like unicorns yeah. and sparkles and shit,
0: Right? Of course. <laughs> so, what was the timestamp on that? 120 Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um,
3: we just need to get we need to get creative here.
0: Because well, uh, want to? I mean, I know somebody who's a graphic designer, by by trade and training. So well, uh, I know people who print yard signs. All you gotta do is have a platform. And... I would just
3: have to think of a good stage name, honestly. So, if you guys can start there, if we could brainstorm some stage name ideas.
2: I don't. I don't... Go with Sweet Baby Lucas. What's wrong with that? <laughs> uh it's no, not a politician. Yeah,
3: I, I guess that'll work. Yeah, you're right. Why change it up? Yeah, yeah oh dear god
2: it's it's good to have consistent branding right
3: <laughs> yeah that's so, yeah exactly just, and then that way everybody can find my instagram
0: uh-huh what's your platform what's your what are your well, actually i
3: have a website now lucasfisher.com yeah
0: so i think i would use okay. that mm-hmm. plug good job we are out of time aren't we
3: yeah
2: you're like way Looks like it Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by Melanie Davis and Cade Young. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm
0: Ireland Meacham. And I'm Lucas Fisher. I'm Melanie Davis, and remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand (laughs) justice, and good night from your Blooming Out family.